you're listening to one of the greatest Metallica podcasts out there. I mean, it's definitely in the top 11, 13. Everybody, please, we're going to take a two-minute break while Josh goes and takes a shit. (laughs) (laughs) He said nothing. (laughs) Maybe it's at the end of the morning. morning. Okay. That tickled me to death. R.I.P. and Seek and Destroy with the guest star. Nope. Rob Halford's not dead. Oh, is he not? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to have a recording of James going, Temptation! Welcome to the Metallicast Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanford. And I'm your other host, Blake Talica. And the day we're recording this is January 9th. It's on a Sunday. And we're going to be reviewing night two of the 40th anniversary shows. Blake, are you ready to get hurt again? It's not night one, so I can't get that hurt. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Well, fortunately, this time we've got a friend with us. Dustin, welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. Well, you know, we uh, since we're not recording this as it's actually happening, because you can't be two places at once, you actually get to join us. I wouldn't force you to be here because I'm sure you would much rather be there. So, <laughs> no, you must stay home and join us. You know, <laughs> uh, for the for the fiftieth, I'll live stream in from the show. Hey, okay, for the fiftieth. If I don't go, I'm going to kill myself. I've already stated that, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. You could just join us live on the rail. There you go. Um, yeah, that or my so, grave. Either yeah, one. The grave. Oh my gosh. Uh, so before we jump in, cause when we jump in, it's going to kick right off. So we want to go ahead and announce this up front because we're going to be posting on all of our social medias, but, uh, we're trying to build up our social medias and YouTube, especially, and we need your help. Uh, and you can win an awesome prize by helping us out. So all you have to do is three things. We need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, and then like our Facebook page. Um, and that's it. And then we've got a, uh, some prizes to give away. If we, of course, our goal is to try to reach 100, um, 100 comments of 100 people that have done those three things. Um, and if you do that, you'll win a. You're entered to win. You'll be entered to win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't all get one. <laughs> all, yeah, we're not giving out a hundred of these. Okay, so uh, one mystery Metallica concert poster, one mystery guitar pick, and one Metallica podcast T-shirt in whichever size you need. So, um, and if for whatever reason, if you've already met the contest requirements, 
being you've subscribed to the YouTube channel, you've left us a review on Apple or Spotify, and you already have liked the Facebook page, you are eligible. Um, and all you have to do is comment on the post that will be up. Just the word done, D-O-N-E, on Facebook. And um, that way you'll be entered to win by doing that. And then we're going to draw the winner uh, live on YouTube on Tuesday, March 1st at 8.30 p.m. Now, obviously, I don't expect you to remember all of this, again, because we are going to post it. But we want to mention this up front, that it is something we're trying to do to get things pushed along. So, again, concert poster, guitar pick, podcast t-shirt. And all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave a review, and like our Facebook page. Can't tell you what poster it will be, but I can promise you it's not that stupid poster from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the, um, it's not one of the black album posters either. Not at all. So, no Wolf Skull Jack either. Wolf Skull Jack. Oh, dang. That's the one everybody wants, man. That's a hot ticket item. What's your controversial opinion of Wolf Skull Jack, Dustin? I like the posters actually. Do you? Uh, I've got I've got a few of them. I say I like them. Nobody else wants them, so they're easy for me to get a hold of. Um, All of them except the S and M's. Yeah, don't get me started on the S. I'm still <laughs> two years later trying to get the S and M. Uh, fortunately, I was able to get the 40th posters because they put them on sale the day before the show outside. I saw that. Yeah, the the I don't care for them. I mean, I'm sure I would have bought them if I went but I didn't go and I don't think they're all that cool. Personally, I don't care for her stuff other than S and M uh, night one. I believe it was the one that doesn't have the bear. Um, and it's also not the cat poster from the Chicago show. Cause it, that would not leave my possession if I had it. So <laughs> I was this close to getting one and then, it just didn't happen. So fucking Jason Kroll couldn't answer the phone. It'll be this one. It can't, it, this is this is your your prize poster. And for because nobody else can see me, they can only hear me. I'm holding up a cardboard cutout of myself. Oh no, you'll be on YouTube. We'll put it on YouTube. So if you want to see what he's talking about, it'll be on YouTube. But I do love that cutout poster. It's pretty awesome. And it is Metallica related because you're wearing the Metallica shirt. So. Well, I bought, I bought it. Uh, actually, uh, the money that I spent on that went to the uh, All Within My House, All Within My Hands Foundation. Even better. That's cool. Well, you guys ready to get this thing started? Rock and roll. Just started. All right. I'm going to count right, down. So, is it three, two, one, press, or are we going to press on one? Three, two, one, press. 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 Okay. All right. Three. Two, one, press. Okay. So, um, yeah, so this happened. The fire alarm's going off in the building. Um, everybody's looking at me. So uh, the people in our inner circle, they know that I work in uh, major sporting facilities. So everybody's kind of looking at me like, what do we do? Uh, so I just told everybody, I said, just sit tight, stay chill. If you need to evacuate the ushers are going to tell you what to do there's going to be somebody come over and not just an automated message somebody's going to come and tell you what to do the backstage doors will open up because that's our 
shortest path off the floor. Um, so, but it was just funny. Kind of like everybody instantly was like, what do we do? And then it turned into a conversation with uh, Stephanie Lewis because, uh, you know, her being the architecture person that she is, uh, it ended up being a conversation about uh, building fire alarm design. You would. <laughs> I mean, I just, like, could you imagine if it was a real emergency, though, and the announcer actually comes on and says, we've got to evacuate the building and it postpones to show like two hours because they've got to clear the building and do all this other stuff. Oh, they were not getting any of those people off the rail. So that's what I'm saying. Like I couldn't even imagine like that whole process of the audio does stop for a second. So I think they backed off until. Um, but I kid you not, um, other than a few people up in the seats that you could see walking up and down the aisle, um, nobody in the building moved, not a soul. Like if there was an emergency, we were all going to die together in San Francisco. I mean, yeah, I can't, yeah, I don't know. I could see like, I could see it happening during SNM because it was the first show in that stadium. But this stadium's been going on forever, so I'm very curious as to how that even happened. Like, if someone someone had to pull the alarm, right? So, about that, um, most systems in buildings like this are they're what's called two-stage. So, you, if you're in a hockey arena, you pull the alarm. What it's going to do is it's going to send an alarm off to the control center. They're going to go and investigate. And then if there's an actual emergency, they're going to radio back, put it into stage two, and that's where the lights come on and the sirens are going off. You, you can't usually just go into a building like this and, and, and set an alarm off. So it could have been something as simple as moving from one system to another. Somebody didn't set something could have been, it's more than likely was human error on the, the building operations side. Hmm. Interesting. All right, then. Well, Regardless, it's still crazy that it even happened. And there were pictures everywhere, all over Facebook of people like, oh, my God, the fire alarm is going off. It was great. I had I had friends watching the show live and they're all texting me what's going on, what's going on. My dog just jumped across the room because, of course, they got the surround sound going. They got it turned up and that goes off. And, and... All right. This song is depressing if I'm not seeing Metallica. Fair enough. I do, but I am definitely a big fan of this video. Oh, it's so good! I'm so glad they did this, and I hope to goodness that they just keep doing it. It's got to be back when they go on tour again. But if you notice, uh, on the night one, they started with obviously old and worked their way to hardwire, and we can talk about it now because it's after the fact. Um, the pictures actually now started hardwired and rolled backwards same as the set list so this video was almost kind of like a clue without being a clue to what was going to happen in the show i did not even notice that because i had been kind of flipping through doing some other things getting prepared but i had not noticed that it went back front to back this time yes yeah so there's there's rob and then rob will eventually fade away but i didn't notice that till the third time i watched the stream while it was still on Amazon. <laughs> nice. I was home with COVID. I had nothing better to do for a week. Yeah. Yeah. 
some cool. And some of these pictures that are coming up are some of my favorite pictures up at the band. There's a couple of what, like widely circulated ones, uh, like promo shots and stuff. And some of them are like, yeah, my favorite photos ever taken. Oh, that picture was fucking everywhere. The death magnetic wall. post? The death magnetic yes. one? I think it wasn't that one on one of the tour shirts. Yes. I'm not mistaken, it was also the one in the coffin box box set. Yeah. It's nice to see pictures of Jason, you know, and that was kind of a special time in the band's history. I like that they were able to include them in this without having to hog up space on the set list with trying to do homage to all these people. They've already done it with the 30th, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do that again because that would have just been rehashing old stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, they did something absolutely special uh, and unique. Uh, there was, you know, some predictable elements and stuff. Obviously, you know, when you get to the Black Album, I mean, there's there are yeah, there was a few better songs they could have played, but I mean, really, it's the Black Album. We've like, seen it how many times this year alone? I mean, fuck. <laughs> uh, three. I could go the rest of my life and not see the Black Album all the way through again. Absolutely. Need load all the way through. Oh. Dude, as, as well as you know, they need to give load and reload as much love when it comes time. Yes. And St. Anger. <laughs> Let me just throw this in yeah, there. <laughs> let's do St. Anger all the way through. I'm for that. I am all for that. I think we had this conversation in the, the group chat not too long ago. Uh, by you of all people. Probably. More than likely. I've had this conversation more than once in the last month, so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were those of us within our circle of people were uh, when you watch the show you'll see there's a big oval screen above the stage mm -hmm. that's the only screen we could see all the other screens that were, uh, that were up in the uh, in the roof were kind of around the perimeter uh, so we couldn't see any of them so like when we're watching all these videos we're just like we're head cocked up 90 degrees like by the time uh, Ecstasy of Gold was done like I couldn't feel my neck anymore was it the same rings that were around for uh, SNM2 no. So no? the uh, the big ring was basically, it was, a, it was a really big oval, like a really big oval. Uh, and then it was kind of, all the other screens were kind of, they were flat, and they were just kind of layered in to kind of create like a texture. It's a long way to the top. Tom Morello. Do the goosebumps. We all made this journey. Ooh. 
the huddled masses yearning to scream. Hard rockers and TikTokers. Like and actually, the speech, skaters, the speech actually really sums up kind of the family in the band really well. Actually, I gotta try and find a copy of it, like actually written down so I can read it kind of in my own head. Leagues. But yeah, I think it's a very well. If he wrote this, it's very well written. And the next generation. I don't know if he wrote it because it's uh, the exact same speech that uh, Jason Momoa did for night one. It was just the uh, different, different speaker. Gotcha. I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was the same one or not. Yeah. Gotcha. It's still so fresh. It's even the, it's even the same. And we made it Go ahead. To the top. No, sorry. It's the same uh, like pictures and video clips uh, as well. So the only thing that's different night two to night one was Tom Morello versus Jason Momoa. spans the world. That's good to know. I couldn't really focus during that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, one of the uh, the one of the TikTokers we've had on the podcast, Zarya, they showed in this video. That's cool. I remember that that episode. They could have had us on here, but you know. <laughs> you need a Metalladad's TikTok. We, we have one. We don't use it much, but we have we are one. Global. Mm -hmm. we are it exists for later if we want to start being proactive on it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Absolutely. So I will admit, right about here, I was a little bit kind of disappointed because as soon as this started, I knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking over this song, it's not even funny. So. I think I mentioned it. I maybe just a Blake though that I did say afterwards that I felt like they were gonna go the other way on night two. I didn't think they were gonna do kill them all to hardwired again. But you know. Me and Blake did joke about it, though, several times, that what if they opened with Hardwired during the 40th? <laughs> we also made the joke of, what if they played the Black Album from front to back? <laughs> well, you know what? The, um, the My Friend of Misery sing-along probably would be really loud and super spectacular with all of the, uh, the family there. Yeah, that would have been the only part that would have been worth it. Now you can see everybody's flashy wristbands. Those, those are, cool. are super cool, dude. It just, and I do have to point out I, that the first time I ever saw those at a show was Coldplay. Yep. I saw them when I worked. Uh, I worked at Taylor Swift show, so I called them the Taylor Swift lights. I think Coldplay uh, was doing it like almost as early as 2008. So I'm surprised Metallica's just now getting into that. Honestly. I remember Jonathan Burnham lived in on James Street when we found out about those. That tells you how long it's been. <laughs> uh, fun fact, these lights are uh, Canadian. It's a Canadian technology and they are manufactured in Montreal. Y'all got all the cool shit. Tim Horton. Really do. Fucking cool wristband lights. Uh, we built the arm on the space shuttle. I don't know. You've got protest the hero. You got that going for you. We had Rush, man. 
Rush. Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Letter Kenny. I don't like Letter Kenny, surprisingly. Hey, do you all, either one of y'all want two kids? Like, I can hear them screaming from in here, and I'm gonna go beat them. <laughs> I have two kids already, so no, I'm okay. I'm two more? Awesome. I mean, I'll ship them to you. I'll even pay shipping. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks Ours. Ours needs a haircut again? It's not mm, as every bad. Every time his hair is like this. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Flashback. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Every time, he, every time his hair is like this, uh, he plays well. It's not so, as bad, though, I when he wears the hat. So, it doesn't really bother me that bad. I just remember the buy request for mullet. Or skullet. Well, this, he, he's rocking the snapback look. And so, I kind of picked pick that up as well. You know, because I, I, I got mine sitting right here. So. I guess it's a ball guy thing. It is a ball guy thing. I don't know anything about that. I don't either. Yet. I am finding grays every now and again, though. So. Oh, I find those all the time. Okay, so I do have to say that this song co coming up is another one I was jealous of that most that yes. most people probably weren't jealous of, but... I was happy to hear it. Um, there was a time... At one point, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago, I was kind of sick of hearing songs from this album because I saw the, the band so many times on this touring cycle that uh, I was just kind of, I was over it. They were, they were even right up until like 2015, they were still really heavily playing songs from the album. And, and I was sick of it, so it did, but I was, I was very happy to hear it. Yeah. I hope they do the same thing with Hardwired. Now that, like, it needs some room to breathe, we can come back to it in two or three years, and it'll be fine. Now, a question for you: Would you have rather heard, rather hear, uh, End of Line, or uh, that was just your life? That was just your life. Oh. Really? Oh, absolutely. That big heartbeat start. If they were going to open the show, good it would have been nice. Yeah. I haven't been watching to see if I can see anybody. You? Mine's on my phone. I can't see shit other than band members. Everybody else is tiny. Huh? Uh, I guess I can keep a look since mine is so big and it's right in front of my face. Well, I can tell you that I am not in it. Um, and had I known now, then what I know now, I would have moved about 25 feet to my right, and I would have been in like every shot that for the uh, the one camera was would have been right behind. Wow. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, to get to where we were in the arena, uh, we had to walk past the camera that was kind of up on the riser, and uh, we kind of docked to the left of it, and yeah, that camera put a lot of shots in line.
I am happy they picked this over Cyanide. Yeah, because they had already been doing it, so... Because even though this is song number two on the album, it feels like a deep cut, honestly. Yeah, it seems after the uh, North American Arena Tour, where it was the second song of the set, it really kind of died off in terms of when it was, how often it was played. got a lot more room to move since they're not sharing the stage with the symphony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this stage really gave the kind of the feel of, of being connected, even kind of mid-pandemic, where, you know, you, I'm sure the band want to keep a little bit of distance, like, you know, they, but this stage really kind of made us feel nice and close. It looked very small. It's this touring stage from the uh, the 2018 U.S. Arena Tour. Oh, really? Well, what I don't understand is if they had this stage ready to go, why it wasn't used for ATL Live in the Mercedes-Benz city? Uh, that would be a little more difficult uh, just production-wise because they that was part of kind of like a festival as opposed to like their show. Yeah, I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, that would have been... Well, but all the other bands they've ever toured with have also have used a center stage like that before, like Lamb of God no. and Shiro. He means there was a show the night before that would not have used it. Oh, that's right. I forgot George Strait and Eric Church yeah. were there. Never mind. That would not have vibed well with them. Great artists, but this is not their stage. <laughs> I'm just always a fan of round stages because it's more rail. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was watching the um, the cunning stunts behind the scenes the other That's, night on YouTube. Excuse me, sir. And stunning stunts. And uh, one of the big things that James talked about, but even back then, was like having the concept of having four front rows. So instead of just having, you know, the kids in the front and you know being the, the first two hundred people being up close, it's basically everybody is up close. And you know, the band liked that back then, so it doesn't surprise me that they're still doing it now. Well, they're sounding really good. They have been all year. Um, these shows in particular were great, but uh, I've thought that ever since they came back from COVID, then uh, Louisville would have been the first the first shows, other than the small shows, the first show I went to. And I thought they sounded good all fall. For sure. I think, I think, like, reviewing Louder Than Life 
they were still kind of like reserved as far as like trying not to get you know trying to get the feet wet again but then after that it was just skyrocketing like, great Hollywood will go down in probably my top five shows absolutely fucking yep definitely I know it wasn't so good for you guys where you were, but where I was was probably, uh, of all the shows, probably the best sounding show I've ever been to. I mean, sound quality aside, just the experience and intimacy alone made that one of my top three shows of all time. Plus, we get some great stories out of it. Yeah. You gotta move. You gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is, here's, is here where it hurt? Yeah, I could sure because the purple guitar. Oh, you're such a beautiful family. Oh, so yeah, this is probably where you were hurting, my friend. I'm not going to lie. I watched this the night it happened, like, on live stream in bed. I think this song and the next two after I watched those, I went to bed. Does it feel good tonight? It feels good, James. I definitely feel you. I feel you. All right, we're doing stuff from every album like we did on uh, whatever the other day was. I wish they would do this with every show, something from every fucking album. Oh, God. I know, right? Jesus. How hard is it? Something from every album. (laughs) I would agree, but not special shows like this. You're going to get, like, casual fans, people, you know, they're, they're, you know, we you've talked about it enough over the last year on the show and it's, it's like you know there are reasons that there are certain songs that are played to death if they could play this song to death I would not buy oh, that at all not a bit dude this song was so fucking good the solo that he added was perfect So he did that uh, a while ago. If you go on uh, on nugs.net or .com, whatever the hell it is, and you go back to the uh, the 2004 North American Arena Tour, and you find whichever show it was that they played this, he did the, he added the guitar solo even back then. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I think they can pull this song off easier than Saint Anger. So, like, we should be flipping back and forth between Frantic and this one, if nothing else. I agree. And it's one of those songs that, like, even if you don't like St. Anger and you're at the show, like, this is still a great song, regardless of your your opinion. This song is just so good, like, it deserves a spot in the set. It's heavy. It's a heavy song. And his vocals sound fantastic. Yes. Love that overhead cam. Yeah. 
I have this funny suspicion that uh, they wanted it for this, and whichever company owns it and rented it to the production kind of said, hey, we'll give it to you at a discount here if you use it on a whole tour. They, they brought it everywhere. Yeah, that's the first time they've used it, isn't it? I've never seen them use it before. Uh, they had, uh, when the sta- they went to stadiums in Europe for the, uh, they had one. Um, that's why there's uh, some of the videos online have some really cool aerial footage to them. Um, but it was definitely the first time in North America that it's been used. Well, I think they've also learned at this moment that this camera works just as well as having 30 people on stage with handhelds. Yep. And they might as well just use this and call it a day. It's also safer, um, especially being a band that uses a lot of pyro. Uh, the less people in the way, and I don't know if you noticed on night one, you'll, you'll notice later on, I noticed when I watched the stream after I got back from San Francisco, was that uh, this camera offers really cool angles when it comes to Pyro. Yeah. And Lars. <laughs> and Lars. Did he sign his pickup? I think he did. <laughs> that seems like such a Kurt kind of thing to do. No, his his pickup, like his custom pickups, like that, uh, come with his signature engraved in them. Oh, okay, cool. See, I try to learn something new every day. So thanks for that. Yeah. On the other hand, James Hetfield's custom pickups do not. I'm not a guitar guy. I'm a drum guy. Yeah, I'm a guitar Same. guy. Like, I've never needed a wah pedal, but I've always wanted Kirk just because of how cool it looks. Is that the one with the big foot on it? Yeah. From black and green. Tyler, at least we know for the foreseeable future, anytime we see that purple guitar, something good's going to happen. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, now that you've said it, nothing good's ever going to happen. Now. Yeah, fuck you said it out loud. But the first time we saw that purple guitar was in Alabama when they played Dream No More. So. God, that song is so heavy. It's so good. Dustin, you're probably right. The next time we see him and he pulls it out, it'll be for like nothing else matters. <laughs> it'll just be tuned to standard. It won't yep. be his drop tuned. So right about now, I kind of started freaking out a little bit inside because I absolutely love this song live. And as soon as this intro tape started, like I was like, I was smiling here to here. Well, any song from this era is great, so, you know. I'm not going to lie, though. Um, before this tape started, kind of right as Dirty Window ended, uh, part of me inside wanted to hear Minus Human because on night one they had played in that slot was uh, No Clover. So my head went, oh, maybe they'll play the other song the rest of them. I didn't even 
think about this. I'm still happy either way. That's another one I would have been very upset that, that I would have missed. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the meme. I really don't... I don't know how good that song would be without the symphony. I really don't. I don't know either, but... If they were going to risk this something, they needed song. to be hearing this song. Yeah. This was a this song live. We've seen it once or twice. I've seen it a few times over the years, and it's it's just one of those songs that, like, again, they can play the hell out of it. I don't think I would ever do And they're teasing it uh, on the stadium tour a couple years ago. They kept, uh, they were kind of doing it as part of their jam before um, the bass solo. Play the fucking song. I just realized yeah. what guitar he's playing right here. When was the last time he played that guitar? Yeah, all the little jams are always fun. Um, I don't remember what show it was. They played a good fucking chunk of uh, Dyer's Eve. I want to say Nashville, 18. Or 19, whatever. The same tour we got Sweet Home Alabama too. Yeah. We talked about that the last time I was on the podcast. Uh... I remember, uh, I remember you being all excited that uh, James had done some vocals in that jam. It wasn't just uh, these two guys. Yes. I don't, I don't know how I remember like that. That was almost a year ago, and for whatever reason, I remember that part of our conversation. <laughs> it's because you miss me so much, so you remember everything I've ever said. It's okay, I miss you. Oh, I owe. I always miss you. I, I miss you so much that I bring donuts. I on fucking a know, and I love you for it. You know, it's weird though. It's actually only been two months. I know. I'm really hoping it's only like five more weeks, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> not dropping anything. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a busy week. For that to happen, you know what has to happen? I have to find a ticket, which has been impossible. Mm-hmm. There's a few people looking. Yeah, it's... Uh, let's see. Everybody waited, said I'll buy later. It was going to be like Atlanta, and it just it sold out very fast. Thanks, Grand Van Fleet. God. Hey, I'll, I'll take them over Page the Elephant. I need to hit it a week. Oh, God. I agree. <laughs> that was awful. I did the old school, uh, the old school thing. Uh, turn uh, turn my back. Actually, <laughs> I turned my back and I played and I played tic tac toe with Blake. Yes, I sat the fuck down, turned my back. <laughs> yes, you did. You, you Blake was sitting on the floor. I think, I'll have the, to I think we have a picture, picture of that. right here. Ours is on fire here. I love it. 
One thing me and Tyler talked about uh, previously, I feel like they threw tempo to the wind with these two shows, unlike they've been doing. Like everything, everything is, felt like it was where it was supposed to be, whereas before, like, um, especially, like, um, Whiplash and Harvester, like, everything just felt like chugging slow. But yeah, here no, it felt like everything was, like, back at the regular, you know, normal speed. Live speed. Live speed. Yes and no. Um, maybe it was just... Way crazy. Me, you know, I, I still felt that Savage Crew was still slow. It'll never be as slow as Pandemica, but no. <laughs> I like that song slow. Dude, that song was wonderful in that show. It's so fucking heavy. Even though we couldn't hear it. What are your thoughts on like what they're doing now in the video where? Like, so this is what we saw in the arena was instead of, you know, a long track or something was, you know, like, you know, they did these videos and, you know, kind of like interviews. I think it's different. It's cool. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I really love, you know, our take on, on the weight by Killing Joke. I love our take on astronomy. Yeah, a lot of the ideas that have, that have come from this, I would I would like to see them. It's bring with them it's often, like but it's not hard to bring a video you know it's not like a piece of equipment cool it's just roll the video it's something that they do well um because obviously being the best band in the world they work with the best people in the world the best companies um they are really good at integrating video into whatever they have whether it's the cubes whether they have, you know, they stack the cubes like they did this fall with the, uh, the just the way they incorporate video into their shows is just phenomenal. Like video content. Yeah. What's your thoughts of them picking this cover? That song for me. It, it tells our, our story. I was, I was thinking it had been a hot minute since I had heard it. Um, I guess obviously, you know, we can talk about it. Uh, the second half of the song was played. So that was something special. So, you know what, if they're going to play this cover, you know, playing it all the way through was, was cool. Now I had, I had heard the song played all the way through once before. Uh, they did it. I was at one night in the third uh, at the thirtieth. I was on night three, and they played it. But James didn't sing the whole thing, so it was kind of cool to hear him sing the whole thing. Yeah. Just a lot of different stuff. Rare earth, you know, on But we had, I just remember, you know, kind of where it usually ends live, and then they're kind of letting the guitars fade out, and I'm sitting there going, "Please play it! Please play it! Please play it! Please play it!" Of course, me personally, I'd have been okay with turn the page, but other people's music covering and reinterpreting it's been done. It's not done often. It hasn't been done a lot, but it's been done. I, I felt uh, doing for for what they were doing, playing the entire "Am I Evil" all the way through was was more special than 
anything oh, else yeah. they could have played. Absolutely. It's just more nostalgic for me because that's what they played at my first show. So Fair. That's fair. We're just talking covers, you know. I would love to hear astronomy. Astronomy. The, uh, shit. Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate. That would have been nice. If they're going to play a 9 to 11 minute song, (laughs) Merciful Fate. They could play, uh, play the Merciful Fate and then play Rise and Ronnie. They could just see how many, uh, cover medleys they can do in one. That'd be, I think that would be the entire show, right? That those two songs. Yeah. Tyler, I think they need to cover one bourbon, one shot, one beer. That would be the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> and as cool as that would be, you know, it would kind of break my heart to hear James singing that particular song. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeesh. That's been a 15 year meme with me and Tyler, though, about that being the longest song in the world. <laughs> A story about long songs. Uh, we were all hanging out in uh, Albany, New York, in 2018. After the show, we, we hit up this like little bar, and it was kind of everybody was there, but it was locals and Metallica people. And we kept putting Metallica on the jukebox to the point where the bartender came over and said, "Okay, you can play one more, and then like cool it." Um, so we were going through, going through, and we found out the the 19 minute version of "Seeking Destroy" from Live Shit Vengeance <laughs> Earth is. Was in the, was in the jukebox, so that's what we played. That's all you ever spent. That was their mistake. <laughs> hey, I just did it on his toe. Hmm. I know we've seen this. Where the fuck did we see it? Am I evil? Yeah. I don't know, and obviously it was just a cut version, but. The wristbands are going off again. Thank God for iPod. I don't know what I would do without it. Me either. And it's funny, you bring up the wristbands. There was a lot of people talking, like, uh, a lot of people were asking, uh, going back and forth on Facebook, but, like, what controls them? Some people were thinking maybe they were Bluetooth. Some people thought maybe they were, uh, like, RF radio frequency. Uh, Turns out they're actually infrared. Really? Mm. Which is, uh, that's what allows um, different sections to be displaying different light colors and different patterns that create kind of a blend in the arena. So they can, they whatever section you're in, there's an infrared projector or whatever aimed right at you that you obviously can't see. Um, but it actually does explain a question that I had um, when we went to the show. There, there was a sign, being California, being California, they have to warn you about everything. Um, there was a sign going in for employees about um, uh, radiation. So I thought to myself, oh, cool, they're going to bring out the lasers. But, of course, there were no lasers. So, you know, it makes sense. Uh, Tyler, it was Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. It's my first show as Lollapalooza, just not the one you were at. Yeah. Right. 96? Yes, sir. 
calling up the set list from that. I'm curious. And that crowd is super loud on the song. And the videos don't do it justice. The crowd was loud as Absolutely yeah, I was gonna say right the, the people right here in front of us are like, what? Losing their minds. I'm hoping this inspires uh, inspires them to play the entire song from now on. I mean, there was there was times that they didn't even play the entire Master of Puppets. Yeah, I can't. Even... Yeah, if you're gonna play, you gotta finish it out, man. Like. Especially Master. I've never been a fan of cutting songs short. Like, if you're going to put it on the set, commit to it. Like, don't cut something short to try to fit something else in. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe back then there was reasons for it. Um, I think we can all agree, at least they don't do the medleys anymore. Depending on the medley, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I, I can get five, five or six songs from Man Justice, or I can get no songs from Man Justice out of the way. So, you know, or, you know, you, you, you'll get, I mean, not to speak ill of the album, but, you know, it, it's always... You know, Harvester of Sorrows. Right. I don't know the album. What? <laughs> Insert See, that one picture my luck, right here. For my luck, they'd, um, they'd do a medley. And they'd, they'd do a medley of Load songs. And that would just make me mad. Because then it would just be <laughs> half of a song. And I'd be like, the song, like, no, you gotta play the whole thing. You can't just play half of 2x4. You have to play the whole thing. <laughs> Does it count? And I would take half of two by four as opposed to no two by four. Let it only be two by two. Oh. And there's Dustin's bad joke of the evening. Oh man, there's there's still uh, like an hour and ten, an hour and twenty minutes left of the show. I can come up with another one. That greeny. I see. Dude, I read the world's longest article about that guitar the other day. Really? There's a lot I did not know about that whole situation. Really? I had to send it to my wife, her being as much of a Fleetwood Mac fan as she was, is. nice to hear James say fuck every now and again there. He took the word right out of my mouth. It's so nice to hear him say fuck occasionally. 
He belted one out on night one, but I can't remember where, but it surprised the hell out of me. I don't know. I've blocked most of that out of my memory so far. <laughs> well, it was in Breadfan. Oh. Um, the end of Breadfan, he just kind of he just screamed it. That was just the stab that did it. Like, you play Fixer and then you fucking play Breadfan? I was thinking about you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was expecting um, Fuel. And um, I guess I guess I need a, a new guitar after that one. That was heavy. Oh, it felt so good. Yeah, we haven't played that fast part for a long time, huh? Lars James seems so very comfortable. I yeah. love it. There's no awkwardness to this at all. You could tell me the time, but not the day. It was at the 30th anniversary with the guys from Diamond Head. Were you there? Raise your hand if you were there. I was there. That was that was the only one I was at. I think uh, I was there. I, I only had the opportunity to go from one night, and that was uh, the one I happened to be at. We were okay, uh, fresh out of high school. There was no way we were getting to California. You guys ready to sing? Um... Speaking into James's stage presence, I've I've definitely been a fan of this tour because, like you said, he definitely has seemed very comfortable. Like he just talks about whatever, and I love it. Yeah. Segue there. So, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed with this choice. Uh, I was not. Um, I had immediate flashbacks to SM2 and how cool that was, and I knew it was going to happen again. And it, you know, um, this is just one of those songs, no matter how many times I hear it, I, I still enjoy it. This song, I, I didn't, I've always liked it, but seeing it at SM2 made it special. And I knew when they started this song for, at this show, I was like, fuck, they're going to outdo us. makes me wonder if uh, the band hadn't cut us off how long that would have gone on for yeah yeah it would have went on for a long time hey Tyler can you hold it down for a second I got a feature I got you now Dustin's here twice (laughs) (laughs) can I I recreate that photo there you go Leaning back in the chair that I had no business leaning back into. So. Oh, these picture frames are cool. Was anybody able to figure out why Lars had an iPad? Night one. Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of screaming it as I, I listen to the night one podcast. I'm screaming about obviously you can't hear me. I'm in my car or listening. Um, I've seen in the past. I can't speak, you know, to what he was doing with it now. I've seen in the past uh, instead of having 
um, a video wedge monitor like James has in front of every microphone. Um, Lars has the iPad mounted uh, next to his hi-hat, and uh, I've seen everything set list on it to, um, I've seen it flash, flash like on and off red when, uh, like the Pyro song, for example. Uh, I think it's used as a, like, kind of a communication tool that's kind of a little more discreet. Gotcha. It's definitely discreet for someone that's there live, but it was not discreet for the video because it was like very just like, boom, iPad. I was like, <laughs> I've never seen that before. So. And I think if I, if I remember correctly on the night one video at one point, like I think it was like on a home screen or something. Like it wasn't even in whatever. Because right now you can't see it. It's like black. I'm looking right at it, but it's yeah. But I think they were having problems with it. If you go back and watch the stream from night one, um, you can see the iPad from the back of the show. And then in the second half of the show, there was actually like a physical, like a computer monitor sitting in that same spot, like on the floor. Um, so maybe they were having, maybe they were having technical issues with it, so they brought it back up. But I got a really cool video of this. But again, I knew it was coming. Chris, you're just on screen. Dude, I saw the fuck out of him on both nights. <laughs> that's just precious. It really is. They're so cute together. I can't sometimes. take their interactions like that. Like, it's just anytime they just are goofing off, like, it's just the best. Okay, it lasted from, let's see, to hear, do my math. To hear, I don't know how many people are here, but there's a lot. A minute and 10 Can seconds. So Feels we can good. go back to SNM2 and calculate it to see which one went longer. All right, I'm gonna go somewhere else. <laughs> Both were cut off abruptly, so. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. See, like something like that where he's like, hang on, I'm going to go stand over here. <laughs> it's like, okay. Him he's saying random of... stuff like that, it's like him not taking himself too seriously is what he needs. And I love it. 
anything to help his brain out a good bit. So going back to what we were talking about earlier with the uh, with the flying camera and cool camera angles that were utilized, like this song is full of them. you on next two I was super relieved that I did not have to go to another show when the show ended. Oh I have no doubt. How tired were you? I was absolutely exhausted. Uh, Metallica came off at Chase Center at about 11, a little after 11. Um, and the wedding band did not hit the stage until more until 1. Yeah, we were the. I, I walked out to Fillmore about four after three. Um, I was. It was cool though. They were, you know, it's uh, somebody was saying it kind of goes back to the old school, like late night San Francisco shows that they used to have back in the day. Kind of was the same kind of vibe. That pyro was hot. <laughs> Did James Falsetto hit him?
Yeah, it's that super cool moment where we're all kind of guessing what song it is, you know? It's, it's a different taped intro, something we'd never heard before, is it, or is it just part of the, the 40th? Is it another interview? Like, we had no idea. It's nice being surprised every now and again. You know, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's... I knew it like, there as a motherfucker. Like, I don't want to call them predictable, but, like, I generally can tell you what they're about to play just on what they're doing or what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very excited when they started playing. Can we talk about the fact that Lars brought the ride back for this set? Like... Yeah, uh, and he did for Fixer as well. Yeah, um, it's just, I'm very surprised. There's really no way, other way you could play this. Um, I mean, I guess he could be up top on kind of using a crash as a ride, but I mean, that'd be awkward to do for six and a half minutes. been a hot minute since I heard this song. Yeah, I've got it cranked in my ears right now. <laughs> in 29 years. I want to say, I pulled it up. So the last time I had heard this song live was October the 3rd, 2004. Whoa. At the Bell, at the Bell Center in Montreal. That would be, that was the last time. So it would have been almost two decades since I heard this live. Same. Me and Blake are the same. And, it's <laughs> <laughs> and this is a song like, uh, like it's in my regular rotation. Specifically, the uh, the original S and M version. I, I absolutely love it. Like, definitely. So it's, a bit of, it's got a, some very deep meaning behind it, and uh, there's a few people that this song makes me think of when I hear it. Speaking of this song for SNM2 or SNM rather, I, the interview with um, Edwin Outwater when they're asking him about Outlaw and Bleeding Me, I'm just I can't believe that they gave him the choice as to which one. How, how do you choose? How are you supposed to choose? <laughs> Inevitably, I think he picked the right one. Cassidy might disagree with you. But, God, Talk about an impossible decision. Hit them both. Do a medley. Do one night one and one the other, but they wouldn't let him do that either, so. No, and I mean, SM was being recorded both nights, and you need, to, you need to keep it consistent. I think this song could, uh, could come into regular rotation a little bit, and, uh, and it would work just well. Like it's not an overly difficult song. Um, yeah, take out nothing else matters. 
<laughs> um, like, I mean, this, you could easily play this instead of Welcome Home Sanitarium. Oh, dude, Please? you know what? You're absolutely right. Like, this would, this fit, would fit perfect like, there's, in that spot. Perfect. There's, uh, same with, I mean, I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but, like, same, like, Fade to Black, you could replace with, you know, I'm just trying to get more load era music into sets that are typically lacking in that department. But we can talk about that in the case. <laughs> yeah, we're right here. I know I'm really gonna hurt your films with this one, Dustin, but they could definitely replace uh, wherever I may roam with this song too, and I'd be perfectly okay with it. Yeah, that hurts, but I, I would agree with you too. Like that, it's um, yeah. Any any of the nice the mid tempo songs. There's just so much substance to the uh, to the songs and uh, from load and reload. Like it's not just chords playing fast or like there's there's actually some intricate melody going on. And... There's fucking soul. Not to say there's not soul in other Dalek songs, but there's fucking soul and hurt and fucking feelings. And there was just there was no hair. There was lots of nail polish. Lots of no nail hair. polish and guy liner. And no hair. That picture, you I think it was you that said of Dave, if he'd have stayed in Metallica, tickled me. <laughs> just that, 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 that was me. Um, and that's just continuing to poke fun at Dave as per our conversation last night. Um, for anybody who doesn't know me, I'm not a Megadeth fan by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, we aren't um, either. To the point where I refused, I wanted to see Trivium last year, and I refused to see Trivium because they were opening for Megadeth, and even I could see Trivium and then leave, but I didn't want to contribute to Dave Mustaine getting any money, so I would rather not see Trivium than pay Megadeth. Hey, you still got to see Trivium, and it was a surprise. That was cool. Uh, it's okay, my show, my uh, my Trivium Megadeth show ended up getting canceled by Yeah, I would still pay to go see it and then just leave because I know Matt Hafey will probably get my money. So. Rob running around being Rob. Yeah, this is so great. One thing I will say about the show, um, there was a lot of lights, and fuck me, they were bright. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You can see it here. Yeah.
He should have choked that symbol. Slow jams with Patel. I'm all for it. They, you know, they could play an entire set of songs not above 120 beats a minute. I'd be okay with that. Just very chill. Do you imagine? Be reserved for Blake's James Hetfield outlaw. It was actually Tyler that came up with that idea, I believe. Oh, is that? The Outlaw Tour. That'd be a cool event. Get a bunch of people together. Do it in Nashville because it's nice and close to do. Get a bunch of people. So you can get Hetfield. Get Eric Church. Get you know. Get get some people together and do kind of like a just like one like a big one night only superstar show at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yes. Either the Grand Ole Opry or the Ryman. Something. Either way. <laughs> no, fuck the Ryman. Those wooden pews hurt my ass up for like thirty minutes. Okay. <laughs> I saw Kevin Smith there, and like I couldn't walk right. when we were done. Like it's straight up church pews. Hey, thank you. Yes, I've uh, I've been through. I did the tour the last time I was at that direction. Hey, Tyler, I sent you that picture uh, me and Dustin were talking about. I'll also throw it in the YouTube video. Okay. Messenger. Oh. So, again, this is me freaking out. I'm like, at this point, I'm like fifth row, sixth row, and I'm, I'm freaking out because I know what's coming. Oh. I got cold chills, and it's not because my windows are open. Me too. Oh, my gosh. And this girl in the front right here doesn't even know anything what's going on. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. Chris Yargis does, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then, well, he, and he, well, he's in a row with the Brazilian. So, I mean, of course, that, that, that is a party row right there. They were just happy they made it at all, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely nice to see people. Uh, you know, I, I'd seen you guys in uh, Florida and Georgia and then back in, well, I saw Blake back in, uh, I love it in life. But, you know, some of these guys, some of these people I hadn't seen, yeah, since SNM. So a few of them I hadn't seen since even before that, so. See, this is another one. They're absolutely nailing this. Song. Not surprised though. I mean, you gonna... Look back at the look back at the uh, the screening show last year. They played it then, and it was just as flawless then as it was at Florida. Well, and it's got a great riff and all of that. So, like, it would fit in to a casual fan enjoying the song. This would make a good first encore song before playing something yep. crappy play this and then whatever to, to close the show but this would make a great coming back from the, uh, the encore break 
you know, play this, play Dirty Window, and then play Seek and we'd all go home happy. Play Fixer one more time, and just have to show your ad. I don't think it'll ever happen. And I'm just going to keep my expectations low until one day I might be surprised. Manage your expectations, as Spider Dan would tell us. Yeah. I heard him on Sirius XM, the, their channel, and I was explaining to my wife who he was. And the best way I could put it was he's the most patient man on the planet. <laughs> that is an under. Um, especially around tour and outside. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what they pay that guy, but I promise you it's not enough. It is not enough. his vocals are on point. Which is refreshing after watching him struggle through Fixer. I mean, it was great to hear, but it was just... That's what I told Blake. I know you heard it on the episode, but yeah, it, that was... Uh, I'm not going to say it was bad. It was just, you could tell it was very uh, just difficult to do. This was his first time doing it, too, like, in front of people, so I'm sure working out kinks for hopefully the next 700 times he plays it. Yeah, now they've done it, so there's no reason to hold back. Right? Oh, no, they will. They'll play it in uh, fucking Copenhagen or something. Right. Let's say they do it for the 50th, but, you know, there's other songs that need to be played first. What's left that hasn't been played? Do we know? I'm just I'm just pulling it up right now, actually, sir. I, I was just going over this uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, I know you saw my post. I was uh, kind of going through like songs that they have played less than a hundred times, and uh, it's just to see like of the, how many songs they have played less than a hundred times, uh, how many I, I see. Yeah. So I was looking. So they have never played. Ooh. So they've played Kill Em All in its entirety, Ride the Lightning in its entirety, Master Puppets in its entirety, Garage Days in its entirety, Justice in its entirety, Metallica in its entirety. Okay. They have never played The House that Jack built. I knew that one. Okay. They've never played Cure. I think I knew that one. Uh, They've never played Thorn Within. Oh, God, that would be delicious. Uh, And... It would not go over very well in today's uh, school shooting climate, but they've never played Ronnie Live either. <laughs> Probably for a good reason. Yeah. Um, better Than You and uh, and Slither. Bad Seed, Where the Wild Things Are, Prince Charming, and Attitude have never been played. Yeah, that's like the whole fucking album. Yeah, they... Yeah. Yeah, there are as many. So they've played one, two, three, four, five, six. They played seven songs from Reload, and they have not played one, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah, there's half an album that they've never played. Um, Free Speech for the Dumb, they've never played. Hmm. Uh, Lover Man, that'd be a great song. I I fucking love that song. 
um, the more I see. Okay, into St. Anger, same thing, half album. So they've never played Invisible Kid, My World, Shoot Me Again, or Purify. Shoot Me Again would be fucking awesome, love. Do My World or Purify would also be great. Yeah. So Death Magnetic has been played in its entirety, but with that said, Suicide or Redemption has only ever been played twice. The Unforgiven 3 has only been played 10 times. I'm going to skip over Lulu because, you know, it's nobody, not a Metallica album. Nobody needs to listen to that. Um, Am I Savage and Murder 1. And that's it. So, Am I Savage is the most load song they've released in the past 10 years. Before I've... Before, obviously, they did this show and before anybody knew what vibe they were going for, I thought they were going to pull out Murder One for this show. I did, too. But then, now that I've seen the vibe they were going for, it would not have fit. So... I kind of was hoping and thinking, but I I honestly went into this with no expectations because I really didn't know what was going on. And then there had been all these rumors floating around San Francisco for two days before that they were playing Fixer. Somebody was like, oh, I heard from somebody who knows somebody whose dog was at the arena and they heard the sound check and they were playing, playing Fixer. And I'm like, bullshit. Right. And so, so when that actually happened. That's gaslight. <laughs> gaslighting Metallica fans. Oh, they're going to play Fixer. I mean, it's they do do that. Um, I remember specifically at the show in Atlanta, we were walking around the side and I could hear The Unforgiven. And I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get The Unforgiven. So sure enough, you know, stage goes dark. You see uh, Chad bring me the acoustic guitar. I was like, great, The Unforgiven. Nope, Fade to Black. So, hmm. so you they can't have, always they have rely for- on down check, especially with them. Mm-hmm. And as tired of this song as I am, The Unforgiven, uh, arguably my favorite guitar solo. It's a great solo. I think it just technically it's it's fantastic, but it really fits the song. It's you know as Bob Rock would call it the guitar player of the year solo. I love that video. Shut, shut the fuck up and play the solo. One of my favorite clips from that whole era was James giving Bob Rock shit. He says, you want to hear it with vocals? Go sing it. Oh, it was, um, it was Lars, because Lars wanted a verse and a chorus. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Lars kept saying he, he, he needed the vocals to record his drum tracks. But, yeah. And that was about the time he blew his voice out when they recorded So What? Yeah. I just recently watched that, actually. Um, my girlfriend was never really into the band. And then, of course, you know, I am just kind of a little bit into the band. So um, so she's gotten into it. Like, she would watch Metallica Mondays with me, stuff like that. Like, you know, when S&M came out, you know, we, we watched the Blu-ray. So I'm trying to show her some old stuff. So we sat and watched a year and a half, part one and two, back to back. And I tell you what, that is tiring. Yeah. <laughs> That is three and a half, almost four hours. So has she seen them yet? She has not, so I, I, I got to change that. I was about to ask. 
because you know is better than any of us. Uh, all it takes is one. Yeah. Oh, I have no, I have no doubts that, that she'll fall in love with the band the way the rest of us have. Um, you know, it's it's just it's great. She's getting to know the family, even though she hasn't met anybody yet. Uh, you know, I can say Blake, and she's like, "Oh, is that the guy you brought donuts to in Florida?" Like, <laughs> um, or uh, you know, she'll know Val because you know I talk about Val frequently because she's one of my favorite human beings. She is wonderful. I love her to death. So, um, oh, eventually I will I will get Heather out to a show and to meet everybody. So, I don't know if we had talked about this before, but we we know what the rest of the set is, and we've seen all of these songs a gajillion times. So we actually, I think we're going to plan on actually cutting it here. All right. Um, so I will. Uh, well, before we do, then because uh, you're not going to get to to seek, I I spent the whole as soon as I knew Seek and Destroy was playing. I I kid you not, I spent uh, half first half of the song looking at the roof hoping that 40th beach balls were going to come down and rain oh like they did and and it didn't happen and that's where i was disappointed yeah the set kind of took a took a nosedive at this point uh, yeah I, I i say i say nosedive and i really don't mean it that way but i was very surprised when i woke up the next morning and saw the second half of the set list yeah i don't know but that's kind of that's also the reason we were just yeah. like, eh, well, I mean, we could if we upload it, I mean, it's fine. It's just we've seen all these songs multiple, multiple times. So mm-hmm. what are we? Sandman, Harvester, Puppets, Fade, Whiplash and Seek. Yeah, it's pretty standard set from there on. Pretty stock. Yeah. Pretty stock. <laughs> stock. Sounds stock to my ears. Mm-hmm. He fucking left the band. <laughs> you know, you know what? Um, when it comes to uh, to Sandman, just uh, delete that. I agree. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there you have it. There is night two, partially. Much for the most part. About it. it was. I will say it was much more enjoyable watching it now that it's gone and i've had a chance to get over it um it's a great it's a great show i'm glad i have them to watch and yeah if nothing else it's hopefully shown them that they can play some of these songs and pull them off and maybe we'll we'll get them in the future absolutely and it's Night one still takes it for me, but I mean, there was some stuff about night two that was just as cool. Um, but yeah, the whole, just the experience was, was special. And again, if not for the band and the songs, just the people, I mean, you guys know as well as I do, like it's, it's, it's as much a social event as it is a music event at this point. Yeah, for sure. Well, and all the special things they did, um, you know, around the city and, it, and all that. So. It was nonstop. And like, I was choosing between events and choosing things, and there were things I wanted to do, but then there was something else I wanted to do more. Oh, I meant to ask you: uh, Did we have any scooter adventures this time around? Oh, we had lots of scooter adventures this time. Um, So, funny story that I can get into really quickly. I don't know if you guys knew um, Kristen from. uh, I think she's from Georgia. 
she organized a bus to get from the chase center to the Fillmore for the, yes. for the wedding band. So, and I think it ended up being, it was like three buses or four buses. Something. Um, I missed out on that. So I, you know, I said, cool. Some people were going to Uber. I said, screw it. I got a scooter. It's, it's about two and a half miles uphill and I beat them there. Oh, I believe it in those things, dude. My boss just bought four of those. Like, I don't know what brand, but basically the same shit you'll find in a big city like that. And they are so much fun. They're they're just a great way to get around. Um, they're cheaper than an Uber. You can take take them, you know, on the bike lanes. They're just easier to get around. No traffic. No traffic. Yeah. Just don't uh, don't uh, ride them across the Golden Gate Bridge. You will get yelled at. Oh, really? So the Golden Gate has two sidewalks, one's for pedestrians and the other's for cyclists. So uh, I was with John Bidwell and we were riding our scooters on the, on the, on the bike side and guys are going by, oh, it's not a fucking bike. <laughs> like just <laughs> San, Fr- San Francisco yuppies yelling at us. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck off. I'm not from here. <laughs> it's on two wheels, sir. This is a bicycle. <laughs> no pedal. This is just yet a, no English, no English. There you go. I only speak Canadian, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Well, anyway, oh. yes, sir. Anyway. Well, that's that's gonna conclude our time. So Dustin, appreciate you coming on, man. It's always fun. Hey, thank you for, for having me. I look forward to coming back at some point. I know um I had talked to Blake and we got some cool ideas and I want to bounce them off you guys and yeah, I'm looking forward to uh being back. Absolutely. It's always fine. Yeah. All right. Well, Blake, you got anything else before I go? Um, no, that's it. Okay. Just uh, be looking for the contest post. That's yeah, what I was saying. That too. Um, um, I'm, by the way, before we close on that, I'm going to say done because I already subscribe and I've left a review and followed <laughs> you. So um, done. Done. All right. okay. Well, if well, we pull your name, I'm going to go buy the Spain poster just so that can be your poster. <laughs> trade you for a wolf skull jack i don't have any (laughs) i got two right behind me actually wow all right well guys thank you again gentlemen yeah absolutely thank you for listening to the talcast podcast i hope you have a great afternoon and we will see you very soon gotta move Thank you for listening to a complete episode of the Metal Dads Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us. If you enjoy what we're doing around here, please leave us a review on the Apple iTunes Store and on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, you should follow us on our socials. That's on Facebook and Instagram, Metal Dads Podcast. Uh, we'd like to have you on the show, so send us an email or contact us at metaladadspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.